Hello and welcome to How To Money, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. In each episode, your host, Kate Campbell, brings in a variety of guests to explore everything from buying shares to starting your own business, all with the aim of kickstarting your personal finance journey. Just a quick reminder that everything we cover in this podcast is for financial education purposes only, and we are not giving you any advice. If you do want advice, please seek the help of a qualified and competent professional and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining us on the How To Money podcast today. Thanks for having me. Now, you've been in the business of financial advice for a while now, and you've actually just spearheaded Proforce Wealth, which is designed to provide young Australians with low-cost access to financial coaching. And we've got you on the How To Money podcast today to dive into the topic of financial coaching and financial advice and break down some of the differences between the two. So before we get started, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background in financial advice and how you ended up launching Proforce Wealth. Yeah, fantastic. I've been in financial services for nearly 10 years. I started as a trainee financial advisor, working my way up to an associate in a small to sort of medium-sized financial planning business. That's kind of where I cut my teeth, learning the ropes of financial planning. And even 10 years ago, it was very different to what everything looks like today in terms of financial advice, the size of financial planning practices and their makeup and even the products and services that are sort of around and that are recommended. So it was very different, but it was a great sort of introduction into the industry. And it was a little bit of a baptism of fire as well in the way that, um, what was it, 2010 that I started. And it was a couple of years after the GFC and sort of the flow and effects of that uh, as an industry revelation were still being felt by a lot of different people and businesses. So coming as a young financial advisor uh, off the back of that and that being your job to deal with the the fallout of, of those um, those investment market falls, et cetera, was, was quite interesting. But I think it stood me well for understanding what I reckon are the two sort of most important parts of financial planning. And that is one is having a great relationship with the client, one that's built on trust ultimately, and also the importance of managing cash flow kind of is the life and blood of a well sort of thought out financial plan. So that was a really interesting start. And then I I made a few side steps into sort of the corporate side of financial services, working in insurance for a while. And then when I went and had a a family, I had two little girls and started my own financial planning and coaching business for women who were out of the workforce and starting young families of, of their own. So that was a lovely introduction into this whole financial coaching world for myself. And then, you know, it was only sort of roughly 18 months ago that I got together with uh, Proforce who are sort of a market leader in graduate recruitment in Australia. And we were chatting about, you know, the issue of financial management amongst the millennial generation, of which I myself am a millennial, and, you know, the directors are too. And we were sort of just talking about the issue that is a lack of cash flow planning, 
a lot of personal debt and also just an inability to kind of feel as though you're getting ahead financially, even though you're on great income, which I think is kind of a predicament of a lot of young Australians at the moment. And, you know, ProForce has been and and continues to help young Australians get great jobs straight out of university, excel in their careers, earn a great income. But what they were noticing was that, you know, shortly after, you know, a couple of years working in their professions and earning, you know, up to six-figure or multiple six-figure salaries, they were still struggling financially just to sort of manage their cash flow, let alone get ahead financially and accumulate any kind of wealth and get into their first home and they sort of achieve those bigger financial goals for themselves. So it was really a desire for us to get together and do more for young Aussies in general, but, you know, initially it's ProForce clients, do more than just help them get a great job and manage and get a great income, but to manage that money much better so that their overall financial position was just improved. And that's probably where someone like a financial or a financial coach can come in, especially because we don't often receive any of this financial education in high school and it can be very hard to go out and work out exactly what you need to find out on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think most people sort of know what they should do, you know, intrinsically or they've heard or they've read, but know what they should be doing to build wealth, to manage their money, to be better financially secure. You know, it's no secret overall that we should spend less, save more and, you know, invest wisely. But, you know, the problem is not in the knowing, the problem's in the doing a lot of the time. So it's one thing to tell people what they should do and it's an entirely different thing for them to actually do it. So, you know, people are complex. There's a lot of emotions around money and finances and financial position and security. So giving people plans, if you like, on how to manage their money is a bit like telling, you know, overweight people to lose weight by just eating less and exercising more. Easy. (laughs) But how does that help really? You really need to work with them to develop the habits, belief systems and provide that ongoing structure and support around their day-to-day finances and cash flow so that they can build a financial plan and get ahead financially on top of that sort of solid bedrock, if you like. Mm, Absolutely. So the first question I had was what do financial advisors do and what do financial coaches do and what are some of the big differences between the two? Yeah, such a good question because I think, you know, financial coaching is kind of a new term, something that a lot of people might consider they're one and the same or they're interchangeable, but Realistically, they're pretty different in terms of what they cover and what kinds of help you can get from either and in what circumstances you might want to talk to either. So first of all, like a financial advisor is someone who provides personal financial advice to clients, generally one-to-one. So they will provide specific product recommendations, whether it's on where you should invest your money what loan you should take, what superannuation fund you should invest in specifically, so specific product recommendations. And they generally provide sort of what we call holistic advice. So they look at the whole picture, your whole financial picture, so everything from your tax position to your cash flow to your investments to your superannuation, your life insurances, 
any other sort of investment vehicles or legal structures that you have. They kind of look at everything and work with you to work out how to grow or improve your net worth or your overall net worth, essentially. You know, they will also work with you on specific goals. They tend to take, with that holistic view, a sort of longer time frame. So they might help you work out a financial plan for, say, the next 5, 10, even 15 years. Whereas, you know, when you look at a financial coach, a financial coach will really work with you on your day-to-day finances, on your short to medium-term goals, on budgeting, debt management, cash flow strategies, how to kind of really optimise, if you like, your day-to-day financial position. So using your income wisely to reach your short-term goals, to stay and stick to a budget, and also help you planning goals from a short to medium term as well. But I like to think as well, you know, in terms of your relationship with the two, you know, a financial advisor will tend to, I mean, let's use a specific example because I think that helps when we're we're talking about this. Mm. So if we were to say, take the example of cash flow management. So if you were to go and see a financial advisor and work with them, generally speaking, there aren't many that would work specifically with you on just that issue. They would tend to look at that as part of an overall plan. So they'd be looking at your super, your investments, your insurances and other things at the same time. And from an actual cash flow management point of view, they might give you a budget, you might fill it out, and then they might take that back and use those numbers to do what we call cash flow projection that helps them make recommendations in other areas like your investments, how much you can contribute, for an example. When we take that example in the uh, context of a financial coach, what they would really do is drill down on your expenditure so that you have very detailed insights into where your money is going and help you plan accordingly to adjust that so that it can properly help you achieve your goals. So they take a much more detailed view of cash flow than potentially a financial advisor would. And if we then take the example of investing, if that's something that you are struggling with or looking for advice on, in coaching, there's no specific product recommendations or strategies, but there is education on investment strategy and risk management so that you can do your own research on what may be the appropriate way to invest these days, which is a much more kind of achievable thing to do alone with the the introduction of robo-advice, for example, to the Mm. online investment world. But generally speaking, a financial advisor is able to provide specific recommendations, is able to tell you exactly where to invest your money or what to do with your specific financial products. And a financial coach really works with you much like a personal trainer does at the gym in the sense that they will help you define your goals, help you create a simple plan that looks at just your income and expenditure and optimize that and also provide you usually with ongoing support on a month to month or a quarterly basis or really with whatever frequency you determine you require in order to stick with that uh, that plan. Yeah, so financial coaching is really about equipping and providing you with the skills and knowledge to do it yourself, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. It's very focused on creating 
the skills in you so that you have and develop that financial confidence to then go out and be to a certain degree a self-directed investor or someone who is capable of making their own decisions with what to do with their money. Having said that, you know, there's no reason then that you wouldn't be in a position that you might like personal financial advice down the track once you've used those skills that you've acquired through that coaching relationship to build a bit of wealth, to build a bit of cash behind or money behind you, and then be looking for more sort of detailed recommendations on what to do with it down the track. Mm, And it's that interesting thought of like whether you should know the basics before you get advice because you want to know that it's in your best interest versus the advisor should be working your best interest so you shouldn't have to know anything I've read a few things online. It's like you don't go to the hairdresser knowing the basics of hairdressing. That's right. Yeah, you expect them to be able to do it. But I think when it comes to your finances, because it really affects your future so much that you can't afford to have like a bad financial haircut. I really think knowing some of the basics before you get full personal financial advice or anything like that is a good idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think when we're talking about your entire financial world and either rearranging your existing setup, whether it's selling investments or making investments or changing insurance products or moving superannuation portfolios, whatever we're talking about when it comes to getting financial advice, I think you really need to start there. So if you are, you know, we all know generally what it is the advice that we're seeking to some degree. It might be goal orientated. So it might be, well, I would like to be able to afford a house. It might be product related. So if you've got an existing investment portfolio, for example, you might want some advice on whether you should keep that portfolio or whether you are better off investing your money elsewhere for whatever reason. So whether it's goal orientated or product orientated, the advice that you're seeking If you know what you want something, if you know the outcome you want to achieve, that's a starting point because you're able to work out how quickly and with what level of risk you're able to get there based on the advice that you're being given. So you can question it based on that. And then I think the other thing is to ask questions because, you know, using your hairdresser example, you're not expected to know everything about the advice you're going to get before you get it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there, right? So, I mean, there are certain things you aren't going to know and you are seeing a professional because you are seeking a professional opinion. But make sure you understand the advice that they're giving you. If you understand what someone is telling you, then, you know, logic to some degree tells you whether or not that makes sense. And that's the right step forward. You know, I don't know much about hairdressing, but I'm a brunette. But if I was going to go blonde, (laughs) I'd probably do some research because it's quite a drastic change, you know. So I'd want to know what the rough process is in terms of, you know, how they bleach it from my colour to platinum blonde so that I know, you know, if she starts putting something on my hair that's I haven't read anywhere as ordinarily part of the process, then I might start asking some questions. So that's just some piece of advice in terms of what to do. But I think if you know where you want to get to and roughly what you want the result to be of the advice that you're getting and you're willing to spend the time to understand the advice that you're being given, then it gives you a sense check from a logic, from a gut, from an instinct and from your own research point of view 
whether it's in your best interests or not. Mm, and you should be able to ask whoever is giving you this advice any questions based off research you've done and they should be able to give you some sort of answer and they should yeah. be able to be challenged. Or Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like going to the doctor when you've you've got a problem and you've, you know, sort of you've Googled <laughs> before you've gone in. Mm. You know, we've all had that situation and the doctor tells us what they think based on taking a full sort of history and looked, asking us about our symptoms and you know, we've obviously done some research before going in and if they don't mention what we've researched, we still ask the question, you know, because it's part of us feeling like we've covered off on what we think is the issue or what we're concerned about. And they're happy to answer that. I mean, it's par for the course and it's the same with financial advice. You know, if you've done some research or you are asking questions based on fear or concern about what they're recommending, then that's something that as professionals, we expect and quite frankly, want to have cleared with you so that we're confident that you understand and are not just understand the advice, but are bought into it ultimately. I mean, that's where you want to get to because you could have the most well thought out, strategic, sophisticated investment plan or financial plan, let's expand the scope, put in front of you. But if you don't understand it, you're not going to buy into it and you're not going to take the steps that are required to live to it on a day-to-day basis. So it's not really going to do anything for your circumstances if one doesn't do what's recommended, you know? Yeah. And you have to be willing to actually commit to whatever the plan it is. Yeah, you do. And the only way you do that is if you believe in in the outcome and you're on board with what's required to get there. Mm, absolutely. So what are some of the circumstances where you might want to use a financial advisor or a financial coach? Yeah, I think when it comes to the circumstances, if we start with coaching, I mean, the people that we can absolutely help are those people that are struggling to generally manage their finances. So people who are living pay to paycheck, who are potentially dabbling in and out of consumer debt, credit cards, their afterpay, zip pay, et cetera, and, you know, struggling to get from one month to the next when it comes to juggling their money. Even sometimes if you're someone who seems to be able to save money, but ultimately ends up a few months later with a zero balance in your savings account. And it's not because you've actually saved for a goal and used that money for a holiday or a car or something. It's just disappeared because you've had, you know, an excess lot of lifestyle expenditure. Mm-hmm. People who struggle to make short-term goals, who really just struggle with goal setting and, and working out what they're actually saving or working towards from a cash flow point of view. I mean, those are all things that a financial coach can help you really turn around in a short space of time. They can help you work out where your money is going. They can help you work out a plan for how you should manage your income on a month-to-month basis, help you work out a detailed budget, and then help you with sort of an action plan to integrate that budget into your day-to-day life. Because it's one thing for people to to have a budget and do a budget and then stick it in the top drawer and back to reality they go. But it's really the key to success or the secret sauce is in working out ways to actually take that budget on the road with you. And that comes down to having the right systems, having the right automation, having the right tools, whether it's apps or or whatnot set up so that your day-to-day lifestyle, your day-to-day spending 
and just your day-to-day getting around through life supports that budget. And that's really what a coach can help you set up. When it comes to financial advice, again, that's really if you are seeking specific advice on products. So if you want someone to tell you that you should invest in XYZ fund, if you want someone to suggest what life insurance policy you have, if you should have, if you want someone to look at your specific financial inventory, so your super, your insurance, your investments, and give you a recommendation on something, then you would need to see a financial advisor for that. If you sort of got to the point in your life where you've accumulated some money, sizable amount of money, and you're looking for uh, a recommendation on what to do with it, how to invest it, how to manage it on an ongoing basis, or just you know make decisions about whether you should use that to pay off a mortgage or invest in the share market, as an example. And that's also something you might want to see a financial advisor about because, again, there's sort of the specific recommendations in there. And generally speaking, when your affairs become a bit more complex, so at some point down the track when, you know, either you have a, have a family and, and start having children or you maybe have a business or you add in things like a self-managed super fund, you know, your affairs become more complex than someone who's just trying to get in control of their finances, set some goals and save consistently, then you would probably fall into the category of someone who would want to see a financial advisor. And that's why I think financial coaching is a really cool innovation, especially for young Australians, because we often don't have 101 complex issues that we need attended to. We've just got our first job. We're just setting up our super account for the first time. We just need someone to help us sort of put the basics in place. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the basics are so important too, because without them, what often happens is that it's not until you get to that position where, you know, maybe your affairs have become more complex in your 30s again, let's say, where you've started to have a family and you need maybe some more complicated advice, but you don't have the asset base or the wealth behind you that justifies the expense at that point. So it's one of those catch-22 situations where there's this kind of like this decade of your 20s and or early 20s to early 30s where you really do need that coaching at some point to solidify your habits, your systems, and to educate yourself on those kind of bigger topics I call the super, the investing, and even insurances, but generally not sort of interested in them until a bit later anyway. But just to be aware of what you should be doing, what you could be doing, and what tools and resources you have available to you at this point to start or to make a start doing those things without needing to go to the the full expense of financial advice. Mm, Absolutely. And some of the big reasons people don't use financial advisors when they might need to is often because of either the costs involved or they don't want to disclose their whole financial situation because maybe they're ashamed or they just aren't used to talking about money. What are some of the um, pros and cons of using financial advisors and coaches? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it comes down, some of them come down to the legal sort of differences between the two in terms of the advice that they can give. So just to cover off on that, I guess one of the pros of, of seeing a financial advisor is that you can get personal financial advice and personal recommendations if that's the kind of straight up answer that you want from a financial advisor. So that would be one. And then conversely, 
you know, if that is what you want, that would be something that a financial coach would be unable to give you unless, of course, they were also a financial planning business with an AFSL, an Australian Financial Services Licence behind them. So the licensing is plays a part in whether a financial coach or a financial advisor is the right fit for you. I think one of the pros of financial coaching, if you feel like your circumstances fit that solution better, is that they are usually significantly more affordable for young Aussies than financial planning or financial advice fees. And they, of course, financial coaches will spend more time and go into a lot more detail with you on money systems, budgeting, how exactly to disperse your paycheck, for example, rather than a financial planner or advisor who would traditionally just focus on your cash flow as an annual cash flow. So your income, your expenses leaves X, and that's what they would use to play with in terms of financial planning, not necessarily going to the extent of drilling down on, well, is that the best we can do? How can we improve that net cash flow figure? when we look at expenses, money systems, budgeting. So that's probably some of the pros of using a financial coach over a financial advisor, the affordability and the detail with which you can address some of the key issues that you might be suffering from on the money basics side of things. The cons, I guess, of a financial coach is that um, they're not looking at that whole picture, that holistic picture. You know, they're not going to sort of look at how your income should be optimised in terms of whether you could salary sacrifice and things like that. Those sort of strategies fall into the realm of financial advice. So there is definitely a focus on money management systems and debt reduction and budgeting. But, you know, at the same time, if that's something that fits your needs, then, you know, it's not necessarily a con. It can be seen as a pro, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The only other thing I would say is that with either, you know, you do need to do your homework and just checking to see that there are some qualifications behind the coach or the advisor. With advisors, you can check on the financial advisors register to see whether they are licensed to provide personal financial advice. With coaching, it's a bit different in that their services aren't covered under financial services licensing. So generally speaking, you can be a financial coach without holding an Australian financial service license. And for that reason, there are lots of different qualifications and experiences behind financial coaches out there. So some will be from financial planning or have a financial planning and advice background like myself, for example. Others may be people who have more life coaching experience and potentially an interest in financial management and therefore have sort of blended the two. So those are things to be aware of just in in regards to the experience of the coach that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And what, what could you expect to pay for things like financial advice and financial coaching? It's such an interesting question. They don't usually put it on the website. Like I've looked at quite a few financial advisors and they might say free initial consultation, but that's about it when it comes to pricing. Yeah, that's right. So Look, it's a very, very varied and broad range in terms of what financial you would pay for personal financial advice through a financial advisor. Most of the time these days, they will charge on a fee-for-service basis, which basically means it's a straight fee paid by you personally rather than a percentage-based fee payable from products or services that they might recommend like an investment portfolio. 
So these fees for service are usually sort of made up of an upfront fee, which is what you would pay for them providing you with the advice and then implementing the advice for you. And then an ongoing fees if you have an ongoing relationship with them beyond them just providing and implementing the advice for you. Now, as I said, it can vary, but there was some research by Investment Trends back in 2016 and the report can be Googled, which said that on average you'd be charged around $2,200 in upfront fees. First time you see a planner for actually providing advice and implementing it. And then when you continue that relationship, you might look at an average ongoing fees of around 3500 per annum. But I will say that it could be up to five figures ongoing in terms of the ongoing service fee, so over 10000 or 10000 and over. And in terms of the upfront fees, it could be a little bit less than that, two and a half, just depending on exactly what you are asking for advice on. So if you're asking for sort of a more specific advice on a particular issue, and therefore it's, it's what we would call sort of scaled advice, then it might, might be much lower. It might be, you know, several hundreds of dollars. But generally speaking, advisors, there are few and far between the advisors that will sort of do that kind of advice nowadays. It really does depend. And of course, you know, a lot of that, you have to overlay those kind of averages with the specifics of the advisor business that you're looking at or dealing with. So, you know, for example, a wealth manager in Sydney CBD is going to have a vastly different fee structure to potentially a regional business with a shop front in your local town. Mm. And that just goes to the economics of providing advice in this particular financial and economic time that we are in. Yeah, it's definitely not cheap. <laughs> no, it's not cheap, but, you know, there is an undeniable value in the work that financial planning can provide or the advice that financial planning can provide. It's all relative considering the value and the improvement in one's financial position and in their ability to achieve goals that potentially would otherwise not have been achievable had they not had the advice in the first place. But having said that, and when we're looking at this specific issue of, well, how does that work for, you know, young 20 to early 30-something millennials who are, you know, needing advice on specific areas of their finances, but until this world of robo-advice and financial coaching have sort of come to be, were previously locked out of even getting some kind of help with that what we call that bedrock of financial planning, that cash flow management, investment education, and just the basics of feeling like they have their finances under control, on track, and some clear financial goals set up that they, they can work towards. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's why it's good there are other options out there nowadays, like financial coaching, because if you've just saved up your first five grand from working at a new job for a few months, shelling out two grand for a statement of advice would be quite a lot. It would. And most advisors would probably agree that it's not that that money, that $2,000 is better kept within your own savings account and put towards the goal itself that you're working towards. And I think that's probably why there's a lot of shared experiences of sort of 
that our generation or the younger cohort that's out there currently looking for a solution in that, you know, I've seen an advisor and they told me to come back when I had some money or, you know, I wanted to talk to my parents' financial advisor, but they said just to focus on my budget. It has previously been a big gap and, you know, that kind of reaction from financial advisors has probably even in some way made oversimplified what the challenge that they face in terms of getting ahead financially because the advice, well, you should just spend less and save more. You should just do a budget. You should just read the Barefoot Investor even, you know, is great and is a good starting point, but it's not the whole picture in terms of what's actually required to get your finances together and to stay on track to them so you can reach that position where at some point should you and or should you need to get advice, you can because you've got that wealth behind you. Mm, absolutely. And if you were if you were trying to find a financial coach or a financial advisor, where could you start? Yeah, I think it's um, like anything these days, the first place everyone looks is Google. So that's always a good start. <laughs> yeah. I think looking around, you know, that's a starting point, unless, of course, you're listening to this podcast, for example, and you're hearing about us for um, as an option, ProForce or you've heard through friends and family even. I think social media is another one. Even if you're sort of searching by hashtags, money management, things like that, you will find potentially accounts of coaching practices or individual coaches that are online and you can sort of find them in their websites from there. There's lots of different ways you can sort of locate them. I mean, it's much like finding any kind of service provider really. But then once you do, in terms of looking at who you'd want to work with specifically, I think you've got to sink yourself into what they have online. So whether it's the blogs they write, the podcasts they produce, signing up to their newsletters, listening to their vlogs or their YouTube channels, just sort of becoming or familiarizing yourself with their content, how they view the world, how they view financial management, because there are a lot of different sort of schools of thought and nuances within that sort of overarching topic itself, which can gel with some people and not with others. And then it's really just about drilling down and and working out whether where you want to go and what you want to achieve in life is a fit for their outlook on things and their approach to equipping you to do exactly that. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's even a review sites for advisors and things like that online now. So Definitely. For financial advisors in particular, there are review sites. You can obviously lean on those. But again, through social media, you can see testimonials are usually a feature of of most of their content marketing, if you like. So it's not difficult to come across those kinds of recommendations through people's websites and online. Yeah, absolutely. And before we finish up, uh, with ProForce Wealth, what are some of the features that you might receive by joining? Yeah, absolutely. So ProForce Wealth, when we were looking at what would be the best way to help this young 20 to 35 millennial generation achieve their goals in the most simplistic way possible, but with the most support that we could offer. And in my experience as a financial coach working with clients one-on-one has told me that simply providing people with reams and reams of, you know, how-to content, whether it's books or short courses or, you know, little eBooks and guides and things like that, is just not enough to move the needle for people on 
changing their habits and behaviours and motivating them and holding them accountable should they want to be held accountable, which I imagine most people do if if they're serious about making changes and seeing progress. So, you know, offering a course is not enough, in my opinion. And offering tools is also not enough. So there's lots of apps out there, but I don't know about you, Kate, but I've got so many financial apps on my phone. And it's one of those things that we really need some engagement around how to use the tools and education on how best to use the tool with what frequency, shortcuts that tie into your day-to-day habits. So more than just offering tools and then more than just, you know, one meeting or one session, for example, to actually produce some results over the long term. So what we decided was that we would combine, in fact, all three of those things into one membership so that we could offer it to young people so that they could tap into what we'd like to think of as an online financial education and coaching platform that they could have in their pocket at any time so they could get the education they need, they had the tools that they needed to manage their cash flow, and they also had the ability to tap into and ask questions of financial coaches at any time through different avenues to get their answers so they didn't stay stuck. And they didn't lose motivation when they just needed that help and advice at that particular point in time. So what we offer inside ProForce Wealth Academy is a financial roadmap, which is a curated step-by-step footprint, if you like, for millennials of our generation to, first of all, become a cash flow pro. So we take them through goal setting, budgeting, cash flow management, automation, and basically financial or month-to-month check-in, how to do all of those things and set it up specific to their own financial circumstances. And then financially fit. So what to look for in terms of with their current super fund, what they need to know about starting investing, what they need to know about the life insurance that's offered to them through their super fund, what they need to know about getting into a home and paying off their mortgage faster, things like that that will get them to the next stage, which is what we call financially fit. So that's our signature roadmap, which basically takes them through everything they would need to touch on and accomplish in order to feel financially empowered at their age and stage of the game. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a tool. We've got our ProForce Wealth app, which is a customizable personal financial management tool. So it's more than just a budgeting and cash flow app, but it does all the same fancy things that the others do in terms of auto categorization of your expenses with live data feeds, et cetera. But it also builds in there your superannuation balance, your investment balances through data feeds. It lets you set goals and allows you to track your progress towards them in real time. It does lots of amazing and wonderful things. It's also the tool by which our members communicate with us as their coaches. So should they need help or have a question, they can ask that through the app. And we also have ongoing monthly coaching. So we've got a private Facebook group. We also have a live monthly coaching session with money coaches, so all things cash flow and budgeting questions. And we feature a guest expert every month as well, which just allows you to do grow your you know your confidence with other subjects outside of cash flow and budgeting, like investing, super, and you know home ownership, for example, things that are of interest and in particular to millennials. 
Yeah, amazing. And one of the features I probably liked the most about this product was you could just subscribe month to month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we wanted it to be flexible and there's no contracts, no commitment. You can subscribe month to month. The cost per month at the present time is $27 a month. So for less than a dollar a day, you can get started with everything I just walked you through. And it's really just, we wanted to give everyone the ability to come in to our world and see what we have to offer because we're confident that once you come in and tap into everything that's available, you know, at less than a dollar a day, it's something that you can't argue that most people would love to have the ability to tap into and and to have, you know, a financial coach in their back pocket, essentially, helping them get control of the basics and with those everyday decisions. Yeah, fantastic. And if people wanted to go and explore ProForce Wealth a little bit more, where should they go? Head to the website, www.proforcewealth.com.au. There's lots of information there. And also follow us on social media. So we're on Instagram and Facebook as ProForce and ProForce Wealth. And we also have a free Facebook group which is hosted by ProForce Wealth Academy, where we run a weekly Facebook Live, which we talk about interesting stuff that's happening in the media or topics of interest when it comes to managing your money, saving more, growing your finances or investing your wealth, etc. And that is Millennial Money Makers on Facebook. It's free to join and all are welcome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the How To Money podcast today, Rebecca, and sharing your knowledge about financial coaching and financial advice. And I do hope it has given our listeners a little bit more information on how the different types of advice and coaching work and why you might want to use each one. I hope so. And um, it was my absolute pleasure. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you for listening to this episode of the How To Money podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send any questions our way via www.howtomoney.online. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus, and we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to the How To Money Podcast.